It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs preseason team list wrap podcast, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Mark here with Ryan and Irregular Rob again. And boys, uh, we are officially on Miller Watch. Miller Watch. We need a Miller countdown. Where's uh, <laughs> Rob? Can you be? Can you be on Miller Watch, please? I want you standing outside Sharks HQ, waiting for him yeah. to walk out. The Miller Light Miller Watch, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, the The problem that we've got here, obviously, today we're going to be talking about the Newcastle Knights. Is the Sharks have literally no upside outside of financially to release Miller, and I'm sure that he's not earning lots of money. So. They're basically just sitting there going to the Knights, well, you know, na 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 na, you can't have him and we you have nothing that we want. So mm. I just like the longer that it goes on, the less likely I feel that it's gonna happen. But I mean, Ryan, where would you where do you think the uh the likelihood sits at the moment if you had to if you had to guess? If I had to guess, I'd say it's more likely than not. Um, like I would put it above a fifty percent chance, um, just because of the human element in it. Like, yeah, like I know the sharks have no incentive to let him go, but there is also the human element of you know people run footy clubs. Um, if Lachlan Miller has a chance to go and start for a footy club rather than playing for the you know um, Newtown Jets the entire season, I think there is an element that plays in there. Um, because you're certainly not going to make the player happy if he's stuck in reserve grade and he uh, doesn't have the opportunity to go play first grade. Like, it's a similar situation to Aaron Schopp. Like, there was no real reason for the dogs to let him go um, other than he's got this opportunity to be in a, in a team with an extended contract. Uh, you know, yeah. that's the reason. So, yeah, I, I'd say more likely than not, but um, the longer it goes on, the more concern I, I, I get. The... Um... I know, like, for me, one of the big things that I think about is, like, as well is the erosion of the environment at the club from a player that's not happy being at training. Mm-hmm. You know, what's that worth to have your fourth string full back on the books still, uh, really? So not to mention any sort of shenanigans around moving Moylan and bringing Trindle in and all that sort of stuff as well. So, I mean, they've got plenty of options. They've got Ikevali there. They've got, you know... Dykes, Fullback yeah. Connor, Connor Tracy, even if they got desperate, like there's so many options. They really yeah, got Dykes, sur- his surplus to needs, like he's yeah. he is. So, I mean, I think it'll happen eventually, but it is definitely dragging on a little bit long for my liking. Um, I understand that the plan is if he doesn't get released, that Gagai is actually going to play fullback, which is something that I suggested a while back and we sort of um, discredited. And then they'll bring in. Um, I'm going to try not to butcher this bloke's name here. Uh, Christian Mappa, Mappa Palangi, who's a 5'8", yes. who's a five eight, who uh, may end up being the centre. Mm. I'm so. not sure we discredited it so much as thought that Gagai has probably passed it at fullback. Yeah, but I mean, we yeah. tossed it around and then decided it probably No, we, did, we definitely did. But yeah, I mean, that seems to be... Because I mean, Bailey Hodgson, young yeah. guy, and then they've got, you know, the option of putting Ponga in his position he's played for his entire career and using one of the five halves that they've got. Um, <laughs> but no, we can't do that. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, 
Starting at the start, Miller, obviously somebody, if he was to come across, that would probably, I, I think he'd be straight into my team. Uh, Rob, are you of the same mind or? If Miller came across? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, four games mm. at fullback, average almost 50. is low yeah. 400s. Priced at what, about 29? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It sort of picks itself, doesn't it? You've got to yeah, for twenty nine for a for a fullback, yeah, yeah. And his uh, his game seems to be fairly fantasy friendly. Mm. Um, but yeah, the rest of the back line: Dom Young, big performance over in England at the uh, the World Cup. Uh, Greg Marju comes across from the Titans. Bradman Best is there for a couple of games, um, and then <laughs> <laughs> we'll be replaced by Mapalangi, and then we'll. Uh, I think I just cut a couple of vowels out there, so sorry, but I'm Mapa Palangi. It sounds like it's it. Um, uh, I tried to shortcut him there and take a couple of letters out. Um, he'll be in centre at some point when Bradman Best gets injured. Um, but Dane Gagai actually is of interest to me, even at centre, just due to the lack of centre options. If you wanted to go for a gun centre, he might be the one that I would look at. Um, have you did last year give you too much brain damage, Ryan? That you wouldn't go back? Uh, more so the my outlook for the Knights this year. I don't necessarily see them being significantly better than what they were last year. So I'm mm. I'm not entirely certain how he improves. I um, think it's more about the uh, Hastings effect than anything is probably more okay. where I would think. Like him actually well, getting the ball out to his centre. Because the other thing to keep in mind, he's priced at 38, but his average at centre last year was 40.5. So, okay. and I mean, last three seasons, 43.8, 42.4, and then 40.5. So, <laughs> Do you remember actually, because he had that, he started last year with that 78 and 72. Do you remember when uh, like everyone jumped, started jumping on after those two mm. scores? And like, I remember there was a couple, like he was up to like 3% captaincy as well one week. <laughs> <laughs> the gag eye hype train was real at the gag beginning gag of last year. Gag odd. Gag for sure. Yeah. So, no, nah, I've I, I flirted with it, but I think for an extra 25 grand, you just go to uh, Jack Bird. Yeah, and outside of the PVL ball year, I, I don't think he's been that great. Like, he averaged, what, 38 in 2020. Uh, in 2019, he averaged, what, 31. That was a mix of center and wing. Um, yeah, I've yeah. got him at center in 2020 in 11 games, averaging 43.8. Okay, let me have a quick look. But yeah, oh yeah, no, um, okay. yeah. So it's it's interesting. Um, probably once again, like spending that much money on a centre just means you're not buying a forward with that money who's a lot safer. So mm. you know he's in the Pangai Horsburgh bracket of costs, and is not going to get you know a floor of forty five. So yeah. probably another reason to invest in the forwards, uh, and it's just more of a a typification of what we've been talking about. But, Rob, your favourite player, Kalen Ponga, is next. <laughs> My favourite. Yeah. Future All Black, Kalen Ponga. Oh, mate. Yeah. How do you feel that he decided he wanted to be Australian and not from New Zealand? Does that make you upset? This is an interesting debate because 
I think Origin is still the pinnacle of representative footy. So if you were to decide whether to play for Queensland or New South over the Kiwis, who play like one game every four years, <laughs> I'd, probably, I'd probably do the same thing, right? Uh, yeah, I tend to agree because like, I'm, I'm, I'd be, you know, assuming I was actually any good at footy, I'd be eligible for New Zealand and Queensland. I'd probably like Queensland. That's like Reese Bosch. Yeah. But also, like, Pong is earning $1.1 million a year, so surely it's not about money. And at that point, it should come back to... Well, no, it's about prestige, isn't it? No, I yeah, think it is. Yeah. I think it is the highest that, like, the origin is the biggest, the biggest part hmm. of the game, I think. Like, Don't say that, Rob. You'll, you'll upset the, the purists that think that international's the, the best. Oh, <laughs> who are they? Who are they? They can come to there's, us. There's about, seven, there's about seven people on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, the, the funny thing is I think Caelan Pong was born in Western Australia. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, he should be an AFL player then. He was born it, in Port Until there's a, a Perth team. Yeah. Quick question, quick aside, because we can't live on in this 17-game um, format for long, surely, because of the buys. Who do you think the 18th team's going to be? Ooh. The Wellington the Perth Bears? I quite like an Adelaide Crows, eh? <laughs> Bring back <laughs> Adelaide Rams. Adelaide, Adelaide Rams, Rams sorry. Yeah. Crows are already a team. I think it'll be Central Coast, New South Wales. Because yeah. Rugby yeah. The Bears. League hates anything that's not on the East Coast. <laughs> it's where the money is. Yeah. Yeah, no, I actually think a second New Zealand team would make a lot of sense. Uh, one that's not run by morons. Would be though. It would be though. There's not enough players to for one Mate, team. Don't like, don't don't you? Canterbury. There's not enough. There's not enough players. Isaiah, no, there is. There's players. There's players, <laughs> but they, they they leave after they get scouted out of high school or whatever, or the Black Warriors junior system. Yeah. But actually, carrying through to first grade, there's yeah. th- there just isn't. There's not enough. Do you know what they through. leave because the club's run by idiots and they get the money. Isaiah Papali'i treatment. Mm. You know, they go overseas, like the treatment. become significantly better and then come back and retire and move in with their parents and, and yep. gain 10 kilos and become worse at football. That's the, the Dylan Walker. Yeah. The Adenfanua Blake, uh, you know, pick, what's mate, his name? You, could, you could pick 20 of them. The Kieran Adam Blair. Adam Blair. Didn't he go back there for him? Went back there for a little bit, didn't he? Yeah, he, yeah, he went back. I he think had, he was under. He had a year, I think. No issues. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's um, yeah. I, 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 I think there's definitely like in terms of uh, ta- the pool of talent, like there's, there's an argument to be made for a second team in you know North Queensland or you know Central Queensland or something, but. I don't think it'll be another Queensland team. Um, yeah, I, I think New Zealand. I like Adelaide or Perth, um, but it's just so far away. Uh, yeah, no, that's why I like I New Zealand. I think. Yeah, I don't yeah. think anyone in Adelaide actually cares about anything other than AFL. At least in Perth, there's a lot of expats. Yeah, same as Melbourne, though, right? Like, who really cares about the storm? Oh, yeah. I, I, not not in the months not in the months where you have to wear a jumper. <laughs> uh yeah so no um, useful the aside i just i, I had this discussion yeah, the other day and i thought it was a fun one because the 17 team thing is is just stressful from a fantasy perspective but also it's like great. i love it you don't want your team on a buy 
like imagine who's who's round one by you like wait all off season and the dragons and yeah. then you're like oh fuck we don't, sorry we don't even have a team this week like a game this week it's yeah but also that's probably the most hope that dragons fans are going to have all year of a <laughs> secure two points of a secure two <laughs> points <laughs> or even just gaining two points <laughs> start the year with a win sorry, dragons fans. yeah even even uh, that's up for grabs eh? who knows yeah. Yeah, mate, you never know these things. They can bottle it. If it can be bottled, the Dragons will bottle it. But anyway, we're talking about the Newcastle Knights. No more distractions. There's actually lots of fantasy-relevant stuff to talk about here. So, um, Kalen Ponga moves from fullback into the halves, priced at 532000 which is a 36 break-even. Likely picks up the jewel, but, you know, if he was going to be useful, it would be in the wing fullback position. Probably a better option than Trebojevic, Pappenhausen, and that bracket. But you know, I, I, so I, I, Talking League have put their podcast out already, um, and I, uh, they had a discussion about Ponga, and I thought it was really interesting that rather than Price's halves starts, which were from 2019, they actually started with his fullback starts and sort of fiddled from there, which. You know, I sort of expressed, I actually thought that was a much better way of going about it because it is, you know, it's four years ago data. And I mean, Ryan and I, we, we, it sounds like we both did the same thing um, and got him out at an average of 44, 43. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, because when we were doing our initial projections, I, I basically had the exact same method as Talking League um, that I, I started with his fullback um, starts and I, and I adjusted from there because. You can generally have a good idea of what's going to happen. Like, there's going to be a reduction in his run meters. There's going to be a raise in his tackles, um, you know, you, and and a little bit of kick meters. So you can play around from there. Um, and I tend to agree with you. If if there was one guy in um, that sort of bracket of of, of guys that we've talked about um, for that fullback job, he would be the one I'd consider to start with. Just because. This is like the one bloke that uh, FanHub have decided not to play around with his price. They've actually sort of left it at around what it is. Um, so I think there is potentially seven points of value there. I don't think there's going to be enough to get me in before round one. We'll see what the trials do for me. But um, for now, I don't have him. But I don't. I don't think he's a trap. But I think he's a he's a caution. Yeah, I, I worked out. I think the move to the halves is a net negative for his fantasy. I agree. Story. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, not yep. a not a big net negative, but it is a small. Like, so uh, if you have a look at twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty two, so that's the non PVL ball year, but under the six again restarts. There's a twenty seven game sample for Ponga at fullback in seventy plus minute games, where he averages forty eight point three when you don't include the goal kicking. Mm. I think. The move to the halves costs him three to four points, which has him at 44 to 45, roughly, you know. Um, If if something was to happen to Hastings in pre-season, I think Ponga would be an instant buy. Um, Oh, yeah. yeah, Losing the goal kicking, I think, just knocks him out of um, of buy territory. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, Hastings is going to do that thing where he touches the ball 95 times a game that he was doing at the Tigers. He's going to 100% going to do that. So the the players that I looked at when I tried to work out, like to do a sanity check, so I came out with Pogga at 44.9 was my original projection that I did when I did him. Then I had a look at um, some players who he could be compared to. Um, 
you know, I really liked Cody Walker, Jack White, and Jerome Hughes being used as a comparable. Um, so Jerome Hughes uh, averages 43.5 in the halves um, uh, with that amount of kick meters. Um, Walker, White, and, you know, lo- a little touch lower than that, like 41. Um, and Adam Dewey's sort of in the high 40s, but he makes 23 tackles a game or 21 tackles a game. So, I mean, absolute best case scenario, I think, for Ponga is it's a net neutral and he averages sort of 48-ish would be my, you know, high thought. Um, Rob, do you have any any Ponga inclinations one way or the other? I think I'm just burnt from last time he played mm-hmm. in the halves. I know, I know it's, it's old data. And it's a long time ago. I do really like... Ponga, but I, I'm definitely willing to wait and see how he goes um, before I pull the trigger. Yep. No, that's fair enough. Um, and Ryan, his house partner, Jackson Hastings, you did an article on Hastings. Um, you're neck deep in Hastings like I am, I guess? Yeah, I've currently got him in my side. Um, I just think with the price point, he's he just offers uh, enough value um, to worth – Jumping on, um, considering you know he's 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 partner now with Ponger and not Luke Brooks, uh, he's going to be getting the majority of touches, the majority of kicking. Like who's really pinching kick meters in this team? Like Pong is going to take a little bit, but not that much. Um, and as well, like assuming he's goal kicking, I, I think you can pencil him in for a you know low to mid fifties average, which is somewhere in the range of like six to nine points of value. But it also puts him into keeper territory as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan. I actually think he could probably even push that a little bit higher, depending on how he goes. But um, yeah, no, he's a he's a buy for me. Round round ten buy. So he's got nine weeks to make some money, and then we can sort of evaluate um, where he's at in terms of whether he's a keeper or not. And then if he isn't, we can move him on. And if he is, then he's you know he's made us some money. Um, that might be somebody like I might look at. You know. Hastings to Hines potentially something like that might be a a trade for later on, um, but yeah, I'm a big fan. Anything to add to that one, Rob? Before we move on, I lock him in. Lock him in. Uh, to complete the spine, Jaden Braley, six ninety five k, forty eight break even. I haven't got to my article on him yet. There's a little bit of value, I think, but probably not much. Six games last year of at least sixty five minutes, average fifty point five. Um, in PVL ball, average 55.3 in 22 games. So do, he, I think he probably finishes somewhere between those two. Obviously, second year off the Achilles is going to be helpful. Base was two points lower last year. You know, attack half a point lower. But um, but his demerits were a little bit higher. Might be the same as simple as something as simple as missing a tackle and, you know, that three-point swing. So two more, two more demerits, one less tackle for the base demerits uh any you know rob have you given any thought to Jaden braley potentially in the halves in the hooker position i saw that you were going to write an article on him and i was i was intrigued but do you think crossland will pinch some minutes from him is that um well i'm i'm sort of in a couple of minds i'm the more that i think about it the more i think that it's not going to be crossland on the bench and they're going to put another forward there yeah because him at 80 minutes is, is interesting right but it's like there's just probably not an, enough value. But, it, again, it's a difficult position. We're probably going to get Clark and Cheese. Um, yeah. And 
look, he might he might be a keeper. He might be those early fifties. Um, but there's gonna yeah, there's gonna be Grant and um, Cook and Cheese Cook, and, and then it's gonna Clark. be Cheese Clark like the next next tier. So he's probably in that second yeah. tier, and and he's fairly well priced. Yeah, for me, he's sort of in no man's land. Like he's in this. Yep. Awkward area where I'd rather you know spend 100k less to get Cheese and Clark, or spend 150k more and get a proven gun like Harry Grant. Um, but like if you've got say you've got Cheese and Clark and you're looking you know for a 700k guy, like I just think there's other guys I would get with more value for that money now that I don't need a hooker. Like I can spend mm-hmm. that money in any position. Um, yeah. Like another guy that we're about to talk about, for instance, who's you know. 20k less or you know even a, a guy that used to be on this team that's at the Warriors Mitch Barnett who's what 80k less for sort yeah. of similar scoring yeah I mean even Matt Burton's only 20k more mm. um you know yeah I just it's hard to justify spending the money I've thought about it for a second but the more I'm I do the more I'm comfortable with just running the uh the Clark cheese combo and and praying I think but uh you know moving into the forwards uh Tyson Frizzell is a uh, the the player, the first player you're talking about there, Ryan. You did a, an mm. article on him. He's somebody that we obviously banged the drum for last year, probably erroneously given the uh, uh, rib injury, uh, which he should mm. be well and truly over the hump of now, and and he looks set to be a, a really great value for us this year. Yeah, I mean, like I can understand a lot of people might be a little bit burnt. I, I ended up not getting on the Brazil train. I luckily dodged that bullet last year. I, I don't think you were yeah. quite so lucky, Mark. But yeah, yeah, because I remember speaking last year with Brazil, like we were comparing. Um, you know, we were talking about like David Fafida in 2021, like when he had that, you know, similar rib cartilage injury and how much that actually does affect your game and like even the slightest knock and suddenly you're, you know, you're on the canvas and we saw that from him last from Brazil last year because. Um, the beginning of the year, he was quite excellent. Um, he had a little bit of down in, in that pit. But, yeah, he just had a lot of injuries last year, like ankle injury, rib cartilage, had a, had the odd head knock as well. It was just a run of bad luck. Um, you know, he is getting up there in age now. So, like, there is that argument. Like, I, I could see people steering away for that reason. But, like, even last year, he averaged in his 70-plus minute games, 53.5. Um, and to be priced at 47, uh, you know, I, I just think it's a... It's a risk worth a risk worth taking for mine. Like he's he'll be a easy keeper. There's like we'll like we were talking. Who I think I can't remember who brought it up the other day, but we were talking about like the keeper edges and like if you filter for all the edges available, like outside of Isaiah Papali'i, like he averaged sixty two. The next, second. yeah, exactly. There's a distant second, and Frizzell's in that bracket. Like he could easily be in that bracket with you know. Hudson Young, Sean Lane, Angus Crichton, yeah. So I, I think Crichton's good uh, – sorry, Frizzell's good value to start the year. Yeah, no, he's been a guy that's been pretty consistently in my team uh, most of the preseason, uh, basically since mm. I started. Since I got over my PTSD, he's been in my team. So and He's out of the origin conversation now, isn't he, really? I, I'd suggest I think so, so yeah. Which is yeah. which is really nice with the round yeah. 10 buy. Yeah, well, round 10 buy is fine if they're not playing origin. Exactly. Because, um, you, you know, you get that and then he's available through the origin period and he doesn't have around 13 by. So, mm. you know, he plays that first by round and then has another one in 14, which is fine because you get your origin players back. Um, yeah. Touch wood. Touch wood, theoretically. <laughs> in theory. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty happy with Frizzell. And then he has his last by in round 19, so he's available for the finals. 
Yeah, I, that, that, that round 14 is interesting because I've got a feeling that the week after Origin is going to be so much harder than the actual Origin weeks themselves because now that we Absolutely. only have to field 13, now that we only have to field 13 in the Origin weeks, um, the week after, if there's restings, geez, you could be in trouble. And there's still three teams on a bye like the week after Origin. Yeah, that's no, going to be great. I love it. Mm, can't I think, wait. I think, yeah. it's all, I think it's awesome. I'm so happy. I'm so happy with this. Um, now... On our website, we've got listed Lachlan Fitzgibbon as the other edge, um, but there was a conversation that was had around it maybe being Jack Hetherington. Mm, your man, so, he's back. My boy, Heather. Yeah, <laughs> I. Um, I really well, like I mean, you though. Yeah, he, and I mean he's cheap. He's three hundred sixty-two thousand, and he averages like mid forties in the ed- on the edge back row. So I mean, if he is the starting edge. He'll be a dual 360K with, you know, 15 points of value potentially there. Um, and, I mean, just looking at their team on the actual website, the only other real option that they have is, you know, Brody Jones and Adam Elliott out there. Um, but Adam Elliott's going to be as probably, I would suggest, he's going to be an essential middle for them. Um, and, you know, we've seen Brody Jones and, and that's not really great. So I think it, it, I think it probably is going to be Fitzgibbon or Hetherington and then, you know, they uh, they have Elliot and the Saifides to round out the pack. Um, and, I mean, there's a couple of points there. I, I don't want to go too far into Heathering until, until that's starting because I think he's probably going to be more valuable to them as a middle. Um, and mm. and ev- inevitably, Fitzgibbon always ends up <laughs> in the team. So um, Adam Elliot is a fun one. I actually haven't had a chance to have a close look at him yet. 606K, break-even 42. Um, was fantastic last year for the Raiders when he was getting the minutes he was supposed to get. And, I mean, Rob, is, is Adam Elliott somebody that you're interested in having a look at? I think we've we've all put him kind of in the mid-40s, right? Like last year we all got on him when he was supremely cheap. Um, so it's just a it's just a different proposition, isn't it, to get him at forty three or whatever he's priced at? Um, yeah, because it means that he has to get you know the high the low fifties kind of scores, and he can get them, but mm. you just don't want to have to bank on it. I think the kind of mid to high forties yeah. is more realistic. I just don't think he's going to get the minutes he got last year, and I, I think that's probably right as well. Yeah, I mean, if you look at his. 45-plus minute games from last year. There were 16 games, 59 minutes, 49.5 points. Um, so a 60-minute roll is good for 50 points. But you got Saifidi, Saifidi, two 80-minute edge back rollers or close enough to it, and then Kurt Mann, who also is going to soak up, you know, half a game in the middle probably. Mm. I don't know. I think it's probably closer to 50 to 55 minutes than it is 60 minutes, in which yeah, case – you know he's he's probably a forty low forties, isn't it? Forty mid, even mid forties, which is mm. kind of not really enough. No. Mm. So yeah, I think I probably have him at like forty five would be my best guess of where he finishes. Agreed. Um, yeah. yeah. So no, nah, I, I think he's probably unless like if something happened to Daniel Saifidi, completely different story. You know, I'd be really interested at that point. Um, but yeah, even this is that's not even with going with man as the utility and having, you know, Crossland on the bench as well. Like if they if they go for an extra forward, that just makes it again even worse. Yeah. Like and they, he doesn't need to play sixty something minutes; he can play 
50 quality minutes for Knights, which will be good for the Knights, but it'll be it'll be you know, not relevant for fantasy. So, um, but I mean, Clemmer did play big minutes last year. Maybe they just slot him straight into that role, but I don't think he and Clemmer are the same person. I was actually a lot more interested in Daniel Saifidi, if I'm being completely honest. Um, yeah, same. Sort of gone away from him a little bit now, but priced at 37, um, he definitely has a bit of upside there. Um, Ryan, what do you have mm. a look at? You know, have you had a closer look at him? Yeah, well, when we were doing our projections, I put him at a 47, um, which is certainly interesting given his prize point. Um, he wasn't great last year, PPM-wise. Um, obviously, he's been quite good in the past, like 20, 2021, the PBL ball year. Um, filter out origin. It was about 0.9, a little bit under. Um, and 2020 was close to one, if not, yeah, about one. Um, so 2022, obviously quite a down year. Uh, so, I mean, marking for improvement, like if he is to improve that PPM and continue to play that, you know, sort of 55-minute role, he had a couple of games off the bench or with injury. Clemmer's gone now is the big one as well. So you have to think he's going to be getting, you know, 55 minutes a week, I'd say, on average. Um, it's just a matter of where do you put that PPM? Because if it's the same as last year, he's garbage, there's no value here. But if it's similar to what he was doing the two years prior, well, he could easily tickle a 50 average. Yeah. It's probably one of those ones like, so at the moment, the way I've got my team structured, I've got Horsburgh in my middles. If it came out that Horsburgh's off the bench and it's Harawirinara at lock or Whitehead's at lock and Harawirinara's on the edge, that's where I'd probably look at and go, okay, 45K cheaper, go to a Dan Saifidi. And and see if he if he's makes something of it, um, but he's probably not a foundational piece of my plan. If that makes sense, I think it's probably the same thing. So I mean, he's he's definitely could average fifty. Uh, I think he averaged like fifty nine in PVL ball year. Um, he was incredible that year. There were a few people that like accidentally got him, <laughs> and and were just oh, laughing. They were away yeah. the races. I just don't see the attacking stats coming from him this year. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's just a bit, you know, like 27 and 55 minutes, 31 and 51 minutes, 32 and 50 minutes, like towards the end of the season. It's just a bit... He's just not like, as good as Clemmer, I don't think. It's just lackluster. Yeah, now Clemmer's just, you know, he just works harder. He does the grunt work. I think Sofidi's a little bit more sizzle and less steak. And that's mm-hmm. why I think maybe Elliot could be good because somebody needs to take the steak job at this Knights team and it might be Elliot. Might be Hitherington. <laughs> he's he's like 90% gristle. I'm so interested in Hitherington now. <laughs> the problem with Hitherington right? or Boyle. I just, I just said it might be Millie Boyle. <laughs> <laughs> Now you're talking. She's, she is the best football player in the city of Newcastle. In Newcastle. Yeah, it's not even close, is it? No. She's going to have the first statue outside that stadium. <laughs> no, get it, get out um, of here, Joey Johns. Yeah, no, he doesn't count. Who's he? Is he, no. is he available for fantasy? No, I don't care about him. <laughs> no. um, so, yeah, there's a bit, a bit of stuff going on at the Knights. There's not there's nothing outside of Hastings that's like, you know, yes, plug him in, but there's lots of risks that you could take if you wanted to. Hmm. Yeah, and Miller if he if he comes oh, yeah. along. Yeah. But 
If Miller signs, I think I'll have three nights to start the year, which is oh, and Frizzell, <laughs> scary. Yeah. 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 Yep. And Frizzell. And Anne Harrington. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Just load up. This year's mate. Bulldogs. Yeah. How many bottom four team players are you going to have? Oh, mate, I don't think about it like that. No, no I know. But, <laughs> but how many are you going to have? Because oh. it's slightly too many at this point for my liking. Okay, well, I've got one Titan, one Sea Eagle. How many Warriors? One Dragon and two Warriors. Yeah, it's a lot, eh? Yeah. Ooh. Thankfully, that's not how fantasy works. Yeah. No, it just means they tackle a lot. Yep. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Actually, no, I've got two Titans. I lied. So, yeah, six. Six bottom four players is the answer to the question at the moment. Um, yeah. No. I think the Knights are going to be slightly outside the bottom four, but not very far outside. Mm. Maybe. Five. I probably think it depends on – it probably rests on Ponga. Like, how does Ponga go at 5-8? If that clicks, then they could potentially compete for the top eight. If, if it's a complete mm-hmm. failure, then they're going to be spooners. Yeah. Yeah, very close. Um, yeah, no, I reckon that'll probably do us, guys. Any any other closing comments on the Knights? No, just wheels up Frizzell. Let's go. No. And uh, Miller Watch, um, Rob, you're outside of Watch HQ. Any I'm any updates? It. Have you seen I'm Have you it. seen Miller? No, I, I'll update. set up a little a little Google alert and, and <laughs> see what I can do. I got a, I got a couple of mates in Cronulla. I'll see. I'll get them on. I'll get them on it. Yeah, just Lovely. get them to go go knock on his front door or something and just ask him what's going on. <laughs> The boys seem pretty confident. The night, the, the knights fans in the in the in the group with the the people that are in the know seem pretty confident that this is going down. So that's it's giving me confidence. Excellent. But I'm putting them in my team right now. My confidence is waning. Every, with every passing day. How long have we got so, left till the season? Is it like fifty days or something? Two two, two months. Yeah. yeah, mate. Miller is in my team, and that means I've officially got a shark in my team. There we go. Oh no, yeah, no, you don't. Same. You mean yeah. you mean two sharks? Because I, I assume you still have Wade Graham. For... Oh mate, he's he's the uh, captain coach. Twenty <laughs> second man. How good would that be? Assigning a captain, like a coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get don't a get any points for them. They're just they're just there for emotional support. <laughs> little mascot. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you very much for joining us. Hopefully this was all very exciting. I know you're probably thinking it going, you guys aren't telling us about Tyson Frizzell again, are you? But I promise you, he's, he's good. I think. Lock him in. I Lock think. him in. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time. Love you guys.